This is episode 16 of the Bonfire Babes podcast. My name is Claire, and I'm here in Hawaii, and Felicity is in Philadelphia right now. So um, we will be doing our episodes via Skype, so audio quality is going to be a little bit different. Um, Not that we're like audio engineers or anything like that, but uh, if you're... If you've got an ear for something like that, you will definitely hear some uh, some differences than normal. Um, anyway, we are back from our short hiatus. So sorry for keeping you guys waiting, but if you've been with us for a little while, you know that we are going to only do this as it puts us in flow. And honestly, we've had a couple episodes on the back burner that... Um, just haven't made it out yet, and they will. They will have their time to shine for sure. Um, but there's been some things going on in our lives that, you know, take a little bit more space, and we just got to roll with that, roll with the punches, and flow with the river. So uh, I posted a couple, I posted last week or something like that about on Instagram about whether you guys cared if we did bi-weekly episodes or weekly episodes. Um, and the response that you guys gave was amazing. You guys are awesome. Everybody was so encouraging and compassionate about us needing a little bit more time to release these. And thank you for reaching out. It means so much that you're there and that you're floating, you're floating on this river with us. So, um, we recorded this episode with Hayden in the room with me. If you're new here, Hayden is my little, my little guy. He is five months now. Oh man. And he is discovering his voice a little bit and he's playing with a crunchy toy. So if that bugs you, I apologize. (laughs) Um, anyway, let's talk about today's episode we are chatting about something that Felicity has been doing a lot of studying on, which is shamanism. Now, I didn't really know what shamanism was, except for like sweat lodges. And I know that there's something to do with journeying, but I didn't know what journeying was. Um, so I'm thankful that she did the research for us. <laughs> Uh, In this episode, we talk about psychedelics, ceremonies, and rituals, and the lack of spirituality around our society right now, and how we really need to begin to integrate sacredness into our lives. We talk about what a shaman is, what a shamanic journey looks like, and we even touch on retrieving pieces, uh, retrieving lost pieces of our souls. We really dive into a lot, and there's so much juice in this episode. I'm super excited to share it with you. So enjoy the show. This podcast is dedicated to women in all seasons of life who want to live with more intention, joy, and inspiration. Pull up a seat and gather with us around the modern bonfire as we explore our curiosities, exchange stories, and tune into our soul's true purpose. We're so glad you're here. Let's share connect with each other on a deeper level, and create a community of strong, empowered women. This is Bonfire Babes. 
Today, I want to talk about something that I've been studying and have been actually interested in for quite a while. Um, Claire, did I ever mention to you my, like, interest in ayahuasca and Central South American um, trips and that kind of thing to go down with a shaman down there? Definitely not. But I think that that sounds cool. I am terrified of it. So I want you to do it. (laughs) Like, you do it and you tell me all about it. And, like, (laughs) I – yeah, I don't know why that – ayahuasca especially, like, definitely – is um, not on my list of things I want to do. I think the experience that people have is, like, incredible. Yeah. But not my thing. Yeah. Have you watched the video? Oh, there's multiple That, like, are you talking about that TED Talk? Yeah. The, well, like, forbid- TED the forbidden there's... TED Talk? Yep. There's a TED Talk. There's, like, a documentary on Gaia, which, like, yeah, I did yeah. the free trial of Gaia just so I could watch that I still, I still pay for Gaia. Um, oh, my gosh. For we those, should get on there. For those who don't know, Gaia is a <laughs> yoga um, subscription video service, but they also have, like, all the other things, like, all the conscious videos, and um, it's, it's like Netflix, but for, like, high vibers, I think. Yeah. And on top yeah, of that, I you get like- yoga. <laughs> Yeah, plus you, you. I feel like you and I should spend some time on there, just like hanging out. If we ever get any free time, yeah, whenever that happens. <laughs> With all of our free time, we should watch all of the Gaia. All of the Gaia, yeah. Um, so I've had an interest in um, ayahuasca and this experience that you have with a shaman and or guide for a while. And I was at the Grand Wailea with you, Uh and I was waiting um, to get in, and I stumbled upon this book. And the book, I believe, was sent to me to read. Like, I picked it up. I believe that books come into our... And I just felt warm, like, this book you need to read. And it's called Walking in Light, The Everyday Empowerment of a Shamanic Life. So what's weird to me, real quick, what's not yeah. weird, but what's um, interesting uh-huh. is that you picked this up at, like, a resort. Yes. Like, in a... What the heck is <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. What is it doing in there? I don't know. At, like, I mean, a resort store. It didn't fit with store. any of the other books. It didn't fit with any of the other books, which drew me to it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to have this book. I start, I, like, flipped through and tried to read as much, like, you know, as much as you can in, like, two seconds. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is what I need. And part of me is slightly obsessed and knows very little about ceremonies. I love ceremonies and rituals. I I love them. They feel so good. They do. And I I remember... um, several summers like going up to Alaska to commercial fish and there being a sweat lodge mm-hmm. for women only. And I remember it I don't know about big... sweat lodges, but yeah. I mean I know So that it's like I've heard people like can die from sweat lodges. Well I don't know. Not this not definitely not this situation. It wasn't that hot. Okay. People weren't passing out. Okay. But it was um all women and it was led by an elder. And she, like, had this can of smoke, and then she did these prayers, and it was just, you left that whole 
experience just feeling completely revived. Wait, you and went so to it or you just, yeah, I went to oh, it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like a sign up. It was literally like a cardboard sign that said, Women's sweat, sweat lodge. lodge. And you're like, sign me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I haven't been this warm in days of fishing. Yeah. So I just wanted to like warm my bones. And that's really what it was. Like, and it was led by this Native Alaskan elder and mostly Native Alaskan women, but there were a few um, Caucasian women in there. And it was just this powerful experience. So I've had a few instances in my life where ceremony has been really important. And also, I am much more aware of the lack of ceremony that we have in our world. Like, we as a community lack ceremony. Yeah, like I think just now in modern culture. Yeah, well, that's tough to say because there are lots of ceremonies. It's just different. Um, I think that we do things like... um, celebrate birthdays with cake it's true that's a way that's like a a ceremony but it's about the intention behind it and and creating the sacredness of it that we're that's the component we miss like you could say that football like tailgating and big parties like I think that you can say that that is a ritual or a ceremony um you could call it that you know yeah so it's just putting a spin on that everyone gets together but it's definitely not connecting to a higher or lower world I think so yeah I mean it's not connecting to a higher or lower world but it is about raising vibration yeah together you know that it's like a collective experience and so I'm just saying that as like a you know like it it, it's definitely there but that sacredness of Mm -hmm. um I don't know looking inward or looking inward or looking outward like having that component of it I think we've lost for sure yeah like the spirituality aspect yeah ceremony yeah yeah is gone yeah like I was thinking like you know in a sense like going to church is a form of ceremony Um, totally like think about like Catholic church with like the incense and the prayers and the specific you kneel and you um take a Holy Communion, and yeah. is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. do it, Felicity. Remember? I didn't either. I didn't know what it's called. I'm just. I just said yes because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so okay, so ceremony has changed, and even in these ceremonies that are religious, they may not be spiritual mm-hmm. in terms of their might be less of an inward connection to power or to source, depending. It really depends on your experience. But in my life, I feel like the ceremonies that I wish existed don't exist. So the ceremonies of taking young girls and moving them into young women, Mm -hmm. that ceremony doesn't exist. Yeah, I definitely Um, had that book. You know that book that everybody's talking It's like celebrating its like 30th anniversary or whatever about like, I'm sure you know. It's like the everything. Is it the need. American Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yes. And it's like got the, here's what a bra is and this is what a yeah. tampon is. Like that's the, basically my mom was like, here you go. Totally. And that's how I learned how to like walk yeah. through puberty. And it wasn't like <laughs> sacred. No, no, not at all. sacredness to any of this, right? No. So I feel like 
I want to bring back the, these sacred experiences for youth, like boys becoming men, girls becoming young women, um, for just, I want to bring back the sacred in the kids that I work with, and I want to bring it back in my life as well. I think it has a and lot so, to do with like honoring the divine within each of us. Yes, that's a huge part of it. So, so tell me so what is a shaman? Book. Tell me okay. what is a shaman first. I need, like, let's, so, let's do let's that. Let's first look at the word. Okay, so the word shaman comes from the Tungus tribe in Siberia. And it means spiritual healer or one who sees in the dark, mm. which I love. One who sees in the dark. Yeah. Like, out, you know? And so a shaman is, in essence, filled with light. So much so that no matter how dark the group of people that they're with or the environment, that they are the light. Um, and this and uh, shamanism has been practiced in Siberia, Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia, Greenland, North America, and South America. So this is basically worldwide spirituality that has existed for thousands of years. Um, and so the fact that it's been around for so long, the fact that it's been, that it's existed in so many different countries and so many different cultures makes me really curious to find out like more about what this is. So um, I was under the impression that shaman, like I know that there are versions of shamans like all over the world. Yeah. Um, but I, for some reason I thought that the word totally came from like. North America. Like, I no. thought it was, like, Native, Native American. Well, 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 Claire, everyone from North America came from Siberia. They all came across that bridge. Yeah, yeah. And so there was that ice bridge, and so they originally was from Siberia, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. moved into North America and spread throughout. So, in a sense, it's been in North America as long as there's been people in North America. I mean, it's it's ancient. And what's so cool is that it's basically what it's consciousness. It's this idea of opening the heart and feeling the divine inside of us. Yeah. Um, But there's some other components to it. So basically they say that shamanism or this book is saying that shamanism is a path of opening the heart and creating a doorway that leads us to traveling into hidden realms. And when you talk to someone or you hear about someone who's gone on their own um, shamanic journey, mm-hmm. they talk about these different realms. And here's the crazy part. They all talk about the same realms. Hmm. And so part of shamanism is accessing those realms. And they talk about a higher realm and a lower realm. Um, but let's go back to like the basis of what is, what is the purpose of a shaman? What what is their role? So their role is being able to become or mastering, um, the ability to open up and become a vessel of the unlimited power of the helping spirits. So this is something, these helping spirits, we've heard this before, right? This is con- this is journey of souls. This is consciousness. Like 
we're hearing this repeated in different places, just crazy to me. Like as I was reading the book, I was like, oh my gosh, this is completely what we're studying. Mm -hmm. We're studying shamanism. Um, So here are the tenets or the beliefs of shamanism. Um, They believe that we're part of nature rather than being separate from it. Yeah. So we are inter we were we are intimately connected. It's that nature. oneness. It's that oneness. Yep. Um they believe that we learn how to live and flow like the river instead of going against it. Mm, so good. So that that message comes so many ways over and over, over and over, and to over us. again. Yes. Um and then the third tenet is to, as a, sh- a shamanic culture, we are to honor ourselves, we're to honor each other, and we are to honor the whole web of life that holds the divine. So basically just, just honoring this divine that is in every one of us, which I think is so cool. I think we've told, like, that component alone is what... As a society, as a world society, like not just Northern America, but I think as a modern society, we've lost touch with honoring ourselves, you know, because we get, we get so caught up in honoring others or like, um, putting other people's needs before our own. And, and I think confusing honoring with just, um, I don't know like just you know in my mind like it's like we were talking about like it's not just going getting your nails done and doing all this right. stuff for you but it's like it's it's a moving away from like living that lush life and more of living a life of balance mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I feel like and loving like loving, loving. honestly loving who you are because it's who you are, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm working with a student right now, and, like, that's a struggle for her. Like, I ask her, like, what is love to her? And the only thing she can say is, like, romantic love. She has no connection to, like, loving herself. No idea or concept of what that could be. Um, so I'm working with her on that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's something that we've lost touch with. Um, everything that exists is alive, shamans believe, and has a spirit. And it is about living a life that honors, respects, and honors each of our spirits. Do you hear Hayden, by the way? I do. Is it noisy? (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so... Let's go into just kind of, I'm going to stop kind of going into all these descriptions and I want to just read to you her very, so this woman who wrote this book is a licensed therapist and shamanic um, practitioner who's been teaching shamanism for more than 30 years. And she goes through from like the beginning of the book is like a really simple ceremony all the way to the end where like there's pretty elaborate ceremonies that are going on. And she goes into um, that whole process. But I wanted to describe to you just like what, so a shaman is a healer. 
Their purpose is to connect with the helping spirits to be a vessel of that divine power. And they believe that illness, whether emotional illness or physical illness, is tied not only to the physical or the mental, but also the spiritual. And so they believe that those who experience illness um, could potentially have soul loss, meaning part of their soul has experienced trauma Mm -hmm. and has vacated the body in some way. So I have just come upon, I don't know how, but like I've just learned a little bit about that where um, I think it's... I think it was when I was like learning about Akashic Records. Okay. Akashic Records and like that um that was the first time I had heard that like pieces of our soul could be split from us and lost and like um by retrieving I don't know by going through your I don't know enough about Akashic Records to to understand it but like that that's where you can find out where those pieces are using your Akashic Records and then and piecing your soul back together crazy yeah um so it's all connected like there's a lot of things that i'm hearing in in this book that i'm also hearing elsewhere like it's 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 not that it's not new ideas these are these ideas are around for sure um so you might be experiencing a loss of part of your soul of a spiritual blockage or possessing some sort of spirit that is latched onto you Mm. Um, and so what a a shaman does is they lead these ceremonies and they help lead the soul of the diseased into the transcendental realms. So the, the shaman takes you with them on this journey. And it's been said that when you go on this journey, um, you basically wear something over your eyes. And the shaman or yourself, you can lead yourself into your own journey, starts the journey with rhythmic drumming mm. and dan- and rhythmic dance. And like usually it's around a fire and you don't have to use ayahuasca to completely, I mean, you can go into these journeys on your own. Yeah. But um, so these shamans in every community would lead these people who have illness down these journeys. And when the, when they would come back, they would have so much wisdom and stories and be healed in all these crazy ways that nothing else could have done it in the same way. So I'm just going to read to you what just the basic ceremony um, might look like. Okay, so the first step is preparing your entire environment, getting your candles and your, your crystals, clearing the area, blessing the area, and setting the most important part of this whole ceremony, of any shamanic ceremony, is setting an intention. And the book keeps talking about setting an intention, Claire, and I keep wondering what the heck, what kind of intention are we supposed to set? You know, like what, when you're going through one of these journeys, like, what do you mean set an intention? So set an intention. So what I think, what I think that is, is like, definitely whenever you're doing any kind of energy work, you really need to set an intention. And energy work, I think, is shamanic. Yeah, um, it is. Based on what your description is. But 
you always want to set an intention of what you want to let in and what you don't. You want to... Oh, so it's like, basically setting so, boundaries. So part of it is setting boundaries. The other part is that you're setting the intention. Like a space isn't sacred unless... Like you could sage and smudge it and, and bring in all the crystals. But if you don't call in that intention of setting that sacred space, it doesn't become sacred space. Interesting. If you don't... Um, you can make, let's say, like Tibetan bowls right tibetan singing bowls and tibetan peace prayer flags like you could make those things but mm. if they haven't been prayed upon then they're not going to have the same intention you know what i mean they're I not going to have you're not going to have the same <clears throat> sort of use or whatever you know what i mean like it's not going to mean the so same it's the thing the weight it's the weight <laughs> of the intention but it's what the intention is it do, i don't think that mm. there's like weight to it but like the it could be, let's say your intention is to, um, like if you're going on a shamanic journey, that you want to retrieve pieces of your soul. Yeah. And so you're setting that intention that like, I want to receive, I want to find pieces of my lost soul. Because you could, I think, and I haven't read the book for sure, but um, you could go into a, um, an, a shamanic journey and end up in a, like in a realm that isn't good. Right. Or doesn't yeah. serve you or, you know, yeah. and it's up to your um, shaman essentially to lead you through that. But yep. knowing that intention as you set forward, as you step forward into that, you know, yep. um, journey that you're, you're holding your intention right. Like, um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but Darren essentially went through a um, – psychedelic journey um using ketamine under this under advisement of a doctor <laughs> which just sounds crazy by the way can you just can we just state that like what you just said sounds crazy <laughs> that my like military background husband went on a like psychedelic shaman, yes. basically a shamanic journey like that's i mean essentially what he did um wow. it wasn't it was self-guided yeah. And um, self-guided meaning he guided himself through it? Oh yeah, the I mean it was just administered through his doc. His doctor just administered ketamine, which is another Is ketamine legal? No. Yeah. Mhm. Ketamine legal, legal. It's legal by doctors. It's it it's um you can use it to um what do you call like What's the word I'm looking for? It's like an anesthetic. Okay, okay. Huh. And and so you can use you can use it for anesthesia to like knock people out for like ah, you know but maybe for you things like that. You but when you do it, right, when you don't put enough, you can they're doing a lot of um research on ketamine drip therapy right now where um it can help repair um things like ptsd which is what my husband essentially went for um but like even the the va the veterans um hospitals are all they're doing research on it it's very big right now it's like very up and coming but um, instead of doing it a trip, um, Darren essentially went on a trip and 
it's funny because we weren't really ex- we didn't know what to expect um we had read up all this research the doctor had explained to us prior that like would you be interested in trying this out like it's something that's worked mm-hmm. for people in the past um and you know darren was kind of in this place this dark zone that you know from um ptsd that he was willing to try anything and so we did our research beforehand and and like i said there's a lot of stuff going on right now with it um Hmm. and so we were under the impression that he was going to get a a drip where it's basically they put it into an iv and it drips really slowly and really um very little you know it's like really diluted instead he got a nice big shot of it (laughs) Oh, which my is basically gosh. like drinking ayahuasca. Um, wow, it's the same deal. Did, was he throwing up? No, nope. Wow. I mean, it's administered by a doctor, right? Like this was yeah, yeah. administered by a doctor, so it's a shot. It's it's based on his weight and his height and his body. You know, like how it, long did the trip last? Probably about an hour. Wow. And so before he went in, the doc, before he did it, I was sitting there with him. It was me, the doctor, and Darren. <laughs> and wow. he's lying on a table, and he just said, you know, make sure you connect with source. That's the only thing that I can tell you to do is connect with source and connect with source. And basically, that's setting your intention, right? Yeah. That you're connecting yep. with your source and and so that it doesn't take you in a place that you don't want to go. You know, okay, and so then that if it if it if it sense. goes into a place you don't want to go, that yeah. you're connecting with source, and and essentially what that means to me, I think, is that you're connecting with your guides, and that they're there to guide you through that experience. Yep. You know, yep. and that maybe that's what you're supposed to see, um, but having that connection to source really um, grounds you. It yeah. holds you. It just, yeah, it just sets that intention. And, and yeah, so he had that experience and it totally worked for him. Wow, it worked. So after that ketamine experience, he no longer experienced the same symptoms? Yeah, immediately. Immediately. And it wasn't long term. It was, it was short term, but not super short. I think, I think he didn't start experiencing anything again for like, maybe eight eight months eight or nine months do you think like he'll that. It was he want to do another shot um well i'm not sure so we i mean we're doing this with doctor like with an md um yeah. a really awesome md who's willing to do this kind of treatment that's very um cutting edge that's not you know yeah. so i don't know i mean i'm not sure if he's going to do it again i think he's willing to but um, something that he had mentioned, the doctor had mentioned to us is like, we're going to start with this. We're going to start with this bang, um, sort of, and then we'll do drips after. And we're like, oh, okay. Okay. And <laughs> right before he's like, have you ever experienced a psychedelic experience before? And we're like, what are we about to get into? <laughs> um, but then afterwards doing a lot of research, I had learned that it's very much like an ayahuasca experience. It's just, it's. It's a different shorter for sure, but it's just a different. I mean, it depends on the on the amount taken. I know that people right. who take ayahuasca like it's very different. It depends on your shaman and how much you're drinking and and um, your body composition. You know, so it's all yeah. it all depends. Um, yeah. This was prescribed, you know, so yeah. it's different. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, people use ketamine all the time for that reason to have a shamanic journey. Wow. Huh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you, so going back to like, so if someone wants to know, like, what does a shamanic journey look like? Yeah. Basically what this book has is no set way, but gives you hundreds of ideas. And, um, and the very first idea is clearing your space, blessing it, setting your intention, and then writing a letter or a poem, um, to the spirits and then burning it. And so that, and then with the drumming, um, and potentially dancing, if you want, you don't have to dance. Um, but, and then the end, it's basically showing appreciation, showing appreciation, being thankful and like, um, leaving sacred offerings in gratitude Mm -hmm. to all the spiritual allies. So this is very much connected, I think, to like what is kind of popping up all over the place now, which are like women's circles or like your new moon thing or your, um, I, I do full moon things and I do, basically I do the same thing. I like... Hayden is agreeing. He is agreeing. He's all about his moon circle. <laughs> um, but that's the same thing I do, right? Like, yep. Um, yep. I have a piece of paper with all of my, like, all the things that I want to release. And, and that's what I do at a full moon is I release. New moons yep. is we set intentions, you know? And you just create yep. that ceremony around it. So it's the same thing. So it's just, it it's, um, it's interesting that it's so it's ancient all, and so wise it's ancient. and it's the same yes. you know yes yep and so the idea of ceremony is that um it's a way for people living in community to support each other like it creates this sense of community yeah and i think that that's one thing that um as as a community we can build spirituality and so Ceremony is a great way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, right now, our way of building community is online. Um, right, but there's not a which real is very piece. right, which is kind of superficial. I think there's a way that we could build it online and still make it spiritual for sure. Yeah. But I think yeah. that that's less, uh, like less popular right now, and and maybe yeah. I think more people are craving that. You know, I agree. I agree. And she talks about how. Through ceremony, we set an intention into motion. Mm, yeah. So it's one thing to have an intention, but through ceremony, especially when there's a group together setting an intention, that that really sets the intention into motion. Do you think it's because of like holding each other responsible that we like feel that when we're um, in a community space that like then we begin to say like okay well I set that intention and everybody was there and they watched me and they and they were they supported me in setting that intention of releasing anger or whatever you know could be definitely um i have heard also like in in the bible it says things like when two or more people gather together and pray that there's like some power in in oh in yeah that. i so, believe in the power of like group praying like of like yeah. um you know just a lot of people doing you know praying about the same thing i think that that's I, it's huge. Yeah. There's a lot even... of, it like sends it into motion. Yeah, you know? like for it's, sure. 
it's all these people putting it out into the universe at the same time, which is powerful. Um, and she believes the author here believes that ceremony creates a relationship between, between humans and the creative forces of the universe. That it's through ceremonies that we get this really strong connection mm -hmm. to um, to the divine, to the creative source. And I think that's true. Like, I've left ceremonies, just the few that I've attended, and felt really clear and really strong. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah, I'm inspired. I recommend anyone who's interested to pick up this book, um, Walking in Light by Sandra Ingerman. And it'd be cool to hear what other people have to say about the shaman. So wait, real quick. How do you become a shaman? Everyone is a shaman. And that's really her message, is that shamans... <laughs> Mr. Hayden... We are almost done. We are almost done. Here you go. Uh-oh. You're just making a mess of so much right now. Okay. Ready? Yeah. So basically anyone can be a shaman, and it's the shaman. Those who practice shamanism have been going on these journeys um, on their own for many years and have built connections to the spirits and have visited the many realms that they speak of in these journeys. And so first starting on your own with another shaman and learning about the experience and how to set boundaries and how to set intentions, um, is the first step. And then just like any spiritual practice, it's just a process. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that, to think that any one of us could become a shaman. And I, I believe, though, that some of us feel called to become a shaman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe some that. Some of like, us, yeah. There are, are clearly there are clearly people who are very gifted in it, right? Yes. Like there are clearly, like, you go to this guy because – or you go to this woman because they have – like, they – you feel their energy, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I believe that. I think that um, I think that some people just know. And that's actually one thing that it talked about was the energy of a, of a shamanic healer, that you can feel the love and light bubbling out of them. Mm. That is one really clear um, quality that you can know. If you see that, you'll you'll know that this person has been to the other realms and been connected with divine for a while. And let's say you want to like venture into a dark place because like being conscious, retrieving pieces of your lost soul, like cannot always be lovely and light, you know, like, so true. it's definitely like there are places you got to go where it's dark. And definitely yep. as we become in light, more and more enlightened and more and more conscious, we become we have to retrieve those pieces or we have to examine those dark places inside of us. Yes. And having that person who, A, has the experience, 
mm-hmm. of retrieving that kind of stuff. And B is um, has holds that light energy yeah. to protect us and to help guard us from those dark places. Um, can just you know like be so helpful and assist us so much. I completely agree. Yeah, I think that I would be really interested. I'm still interested in going on a shamanic journey. And it's just all of this, when I read this book, all of it sounds like I'm just remembering it. Yeah. I love that we talked about that before where like when we learn more about this um, kind of work and these these journeys and – all that kind of stuff that it just it feel it sits so right yes. within us that it feels like we're just remembering these pieces that you know we've been told over time like over you know hundreds of years that we've been hundreds thousands of years that we've been choosing lives you know yep yep so yeah pretty crazy I love it super crazy yeah thanks for sharing And there you have it, guys. Thank you for being here. I know we went in like a lot of directions as usual, but I hope that you have a better understanding of what shamanism is and that that was interesting to you and added to your day. I definitely um, don't think that shamanism is all about sweat lodges. Um, I can't wait for Felicity to get her butt down to South America and get that ayahuasca journey. I'm excited for her. I don't want to do it, remember? But she definitely does. (laughs) So that'll probably be several episodes long telling us all about that. But she'll do it one way or another, guys. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and show us some love on Instagram. Tag us and share when you're listening. We love hearing from you. You can find us at Bonfire Babes Podcast. Thank you for your presence. And we can't wait to share more with you soon. We wish you all the best love and light. Take care, guys.